Every moment matters. Every moment matters. Every yesterday leads to today, yet constant you'll always remain. Though my heart is heavy over things I can't change, remind me that it'll all be okay. For you are faithful, always have been, always will be. There's no exception to be made. For you prove you are present despite what lies deep when there's peace where there none should be. In every moment, Lord, grant us favor. Help us remember that you're in control. Though time disappears as quickly as a vapor, are every thought you hold and know. For every moment matters and every yesterday leads to today, yet constant you'll always remain. Though my heart is heavy over things I can't change, remind me that it'll all be okay. Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. My name is Jonah, and I am coming to you from Macomb, Michigan. And thank you so much for being able to be a part of this. My heart is that this is a community where we can come together and be honest and real with one another and look at the chaos in our life and say, you know what, how can I see a color that can come out of this? As, as messy as this is, as broken as I feel, what is, what is something that I can draw out of this that can give me hope and a purpose that goes far beyond the circumstances that I'm dealing with right now. And so no matter how this finds you, again, it is an honor that you're a part of this. And so in saying that, um, the, the, the poem that I just read earlier, it actually comes from, uh, from an entry in my journal. Um, and, uh, you know, as, as kind of emotional as that may sound, you know, it, it, it comes from a post back in May, May of this year. And, um, and I wanted to open up with that uh, here today. And as you can probably see by the the title, if you're watching this, you can see the title. And if you're listening to this, you can see the title. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how the fact that we are all works in progress, no matter what you're going through, no matter where you are at. And so in opening this up, um, I'm, I'm kind of weird. I'll just go ahead and, and say that. I think we all are. We all have uh, things about us that, uh, that are kind of goofy. Um, but with me... I uh, I uh, sometimes will will start to research something and just start to continue to research it and all of a sudden before I know it I'm watching a documentary on Netflix about it and uh, so this whole idea of kind of privacy and especially in America um, we're kind of going through this kind of um, uh, a lot of like court court stuff and uh, and a lot of uh, just conversation about you know what what is really private how much when we share something online like i'm doing right here right now how much of that really is private how much do we really have control over that and how much gets spread to agencies and, and people that we don't know um you know so whether it be at facebook if we share something you know um how many how many how many people can can have access to see what what it is that we posted even if it is private um, in, in quotations. And so I was doing some research on this and uh, it actually did lead me to a Netflix documentary. So I'm watching this Netflix documentary about, you know, our, our data and, um, you know, when we're online, you know, what, what happens with that data and how agencies like Google or Facebook, how they use it. And um, 
And it made me think, um, because it said something within the documentary about, you know, hey, you can you can actually go to Facebook and request all the data that they have on you to, to hand it over. And so I looked it up and I actually found it on Facebook. They're in your settings, you can go to a place and say request, um, basically request my data. And uh, they say, okay, we'll get back to you. And um, I got this notification um, a couple days ago, but I just got around to it today. Um, of like, hey, your data is ready to download. So I download it and I'm looking through it and it is amazing that ever since the very beginning of me starting Facebook, it has every single post, every single like, every single comment, every single message, private message that I've shared um, to, to, to people. Um, it not only has that, but it, it also can analyze, it, it has analyzed me to, to know what my favorite color is, um, what my favorite hobbies, sports, entertainment, all this other stuff. And uh, it, it's, it's profound. And so I'm looking through this and I'm looking through some of my old messages to people. And uh, not only that, but but looking at, you know, what were the pages I was looking at? What, were, what was I interested in when I was ninth grade Jonah or 10th grade Jonah or even, you know, in college or even when I first moved up here to Michigan um, many years ago? And, and so I was looking at all this. I was just saying, you know what? Like, who I was then is not who I am now. And I can see a lot of similarities. It's kind of, you know my personality is a lot the same but there it seems to be this kind of refinement and change going on and and when i think about it a lot of that change occurred over situations that i went through that produced that growth that now i'm looking at it because i'm removed from the situation i was in and it's almost like that 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 whole the idea of local construction you know up here in michigan we have a lot of local construction and what I mean by local construction is like road construction, um, maybe construction in your neighborhood or community, maybe they're building something and, and so there's a lot of construction in Michigan and there's also this kind of like running joke. And if you're from Michigan and you're listening to this or watching this, then then you'll probably be able to to share a laugh with this. And maybe if you're listening to this in the car, you're probably hitting a lot of these right now. But up in Michigan we have tons, tons of potholes. Tons of potholes. I, I busted like two tires this last year alone in potholes. And uh, that's probably, I'm probably doing a lot better off than, than some other people. But I know many people that have had just, just horrible stuff done to their cars because of the roads. And so there's this running joke within Michigan that all the local construction, it never ends. But it just moves from one place to another, to another, to another, to another. And it is this constant endless loop and cycle of, of construction. And I was thinking about this whole idea of, of construction and, and looking back at my old uh, Facebook posts and messages and, and this whole idea of, 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 of being a work in progress. And I was saying, you know what, that, that really when I stopped to think about it, really that's what we are. And no matter what the chaos is in our life, we are literally works in progress. And, and I started thinking about that. And so I have some, um, I have some verses, um, verses that I want to read that kind of go on this idea. But I started to ask the question, Lord, if I'm a work in progress, who's doing the work within me? Where, where is this coming from? Like, is there something I need to do to produce this work within me or this growth? Uh, you know, also, God, what do I do with all this hurt and, and things that I'm processing within my heart and within my thoughts? God, what do I do with all this chaos that's in my life right now? Because if I'm being honest with God, you know, sometimes I feel, and maybe you can relate with this, sometimes you're like, look, I just want the construction to stop. I don't want to grow. I just want to kind of be able to chill and not have all this pain and turmoil and confusion and doubt and questions and 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 sometimes we feel that but what if through all of that 
that the end, the end of it, whatever it is that we're going through, what if that construction really is producing something way more beautiful than what we give it credit for? And those moments that we fight against it, that we fight against what the Lord is doing within our hearts and in our lives. And sometimes he uses pain to do that, to get our attention, to get our thoughts, to, to focus on something different than ourselves for once. <laughs> you know, because we as people, we love to focus on ourselves. And, you know, what if that pain is something to, to kind of remind us of the fact that we are a work in progress, that we're not who we want to be yet or who we were made to be yet. But what if the, the whole purpose of this life is that journey? every single every single day except for us saying okay i have to fix this in me i have to do this i have to produce this i have to you know it's all about me i have to do this and and when there's a, a flaw or a quirk in your life you, we start to get down on ourselves because we're we don't like what we see sometimes when you look in the mirror you lay you lay at bed at night and you're just thinking about who you are and 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 you're you're the the, the, the just the stuff that's just just wrong within you and, and, and it's sometimes, it, for me, it produces anxiety of like, oh, I got to do this to fix it. But I started reading, um, reading a little bit of the scripture. And um, there's a quote from David, uh, King David. He was king of Israel. Um, he, was a, he was the second king of Israel um, during, during a very crucial time within um, Isra uh, Israelite history. And um, this actually paved the way for so much more to come. But the, the people of Israel basically said, you know what, God, you know, I, yeah, you are my God and, and all this stuff. And yeah, you've done a lot for us, but we want to be like all the other nations and have a king, have someone to rule over us. And so the Lord gave them what they wanted. And all of a sudden they were starting to see like, oh, wait, it's not all that it was cracked up to be. And even the kings themselves go through so much and they're saying, oh, being a king is all that's cracked up to be. But so David is having a moment where he had one of those work in progress days where he hit a pothole really bad and he's like, I am, I'm messed up. I am broken. I am hurting right now. There is a chaos within my heart and my life. And Lord, I don't want to just hide it anymore, but I want to, you know, except for ignoring all the noise of, of all of this and, and all that, the, 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 just the discomfort that this brings me, God, I want to bring it to you because our relationship matters way more than all this construction that's going on right now. And he says this, um, in Psalms 51, 10. And, um, as I read this, my, my prayer is that we can, and, and you listening to this or watching this, that we can ask ourselves, okay, right now in the chaos in my life, am I asking God for this or am I asking what I'm about to read? Or am I asking God more for a, you know, just, just remove this pain. And so this is what David says in his pain in his mistake in his brokenness. He says this, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. We'll read that one more time. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. See, David, in this moment of his brokenness and hurt and acknowledging, look, I, I've, made a, I've made a mistake. David doesn't just ask God to remove the mistake or remove the consequence or remove, um, you know, this uncomfortable feeling, question, doubt, uh, you know, all this stuff that we every single day me and you deal with. He doesn't say remove it, but he says, you know what? I want you to work on my heart because right now that's what that's what is the what is of utmost importance right now. And what's so cool about David is that God actually tells, when he talks about David through the scripture, he says, look, this was a man after my own heart. 
And I wonder if that kind of goes back to things like this, where David, we see the character of David. The character of David was saying, no, 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 I, I know I've messed up, God. And instead of me focusing on my mess up, I'm going to focus on my heart because my heart is producing that mess up. That I can, I can behavior modify my life till I'm blue in the face, but it's not going to fix the heart. And so David says, I am broken because of my heart. And he says, no, no God, I am giving you invitation to, to work, work on my heart. And he's also acknowledging, look, I am a work in progress. David in this moment doesn't just give up when he messed up. He doesn't just throw in the towel and say, you know what? I've blown it. That's it. I'm done. There's no hope for me. But David says, no, no, no. There's hope because why? Because I can call upon you and you, even though I can't right now through this pain, hurt, and trauma but and, and my mistake, I, I, I know I can't do it. But God, I can call upon you and you can create in me a pure heart. I wonder how many times we do that, that we say, God, uh, let me not put all my attention on what I'm going through, but let me put, put the attention on what are you doing within me? What is the work in progress that you want to do within me, God? And how can I work with you, not against you in order for that to be done? And so he says, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast. And, and steadfast means a loyal, a, 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 like a, a united spirit within me. So he says, renew so, so he's asking God through the pain, saying, God, can you kind of help refocus what, what I'm, what I'm process, my processes, except for processing my pain, I want to start to process you and how, how you are with me even now. And this is something that, that is just so profound in this whole idea of, of the fact that David understood, a king understood, look, I'm nothing but just a work in progress. And in saying this, Paul, Paul in, in Scripture, the man named Paul in, in the New Testament, he was he was someone who had this crazy encounter with Jesus after Jesus died and was and rose again. But the Lord revealed Himself to Paul, and it changed Paul's life and changed his outlook on on his life and world. And Paul is writing to the Corinthian church, and he's trying to encourage them, kind of like what we're doing right now. And he's saying, look, you know, no matter what's going on, all the all the craziness and mistakes that you've made and mistakes going on around you and and all this just 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 brokenness and, and selfishness, all this stuff, all of this, I want you to think about something a little different than that. And this is what Paul says. And this is 2 Corinthians 4. I'm gonna kind of jump around, so I'll tell you which verses I'm at. So so in 2 Corinthians 4, we're gonna start in verse 1. He says this, therefore, since God in his mercy has given us this new way. We never give up. We never give up. So he's saying, okay, what I just wrote you about, I'm segueing what I wrote you about and to talk about this now. Okay, look, based on the fact of what God has done for us, don't give up. And then he goes on to say this in verse seven. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. What he says, he says this basically in this, these terms. Right now, you're driving down Michigan streets, and there are potholes galore. But right now, except for focusing on the potholes, the, basically, you know what he said, that we are jars of clay. Jars of clay can shatter very easy. So he's saying, look, you know, we have this light inside of us, but that light is in like a jar of clay. He's saying, look, you are driving down these Michigan roads, but what's in the car is precious cargo. What's in the car matters so much to God, and, and that's you. He's saying, look, like you matter, but he's not just saying you matter, but he's saying what's inside of you matters. 
And he's speaking to people who has surrendered their life to Jesus. They basically said, look, I know Jesus was who he claimed to be. And he is, he is the hope that I have to have a reconciled relationship with my creator. I know I can't produce that because I am broken. I am a jar of clay. But Jesus, you lived the life that I could not live. You as God, the word of God, you became like me. You became man, fully man. And you lived this life that I could not live. And you died the death that I deserve because of my hostility to you, my creator. And, and these are people that said, you know what? I want to live for you now, Jesus. I don't want to live for me anymore. I don't want, because I know I'm broken. I'm a jar of clay. And so, so it's just like that, that, that just like with them, that they are people who are saying, look, I'm a jar of clay, but there's a light inside of me that is precious. And the Lord loves that light. And he is faithful to that light. And that light is faithful to the shell that it's in. The light is faithful to the jar of clay. Just like that, it's like you are that person or I, we are people that are driving down these Michigan bumpy roads, going through a lot of pain and, and, and change in our life that can be difficult. But he's saying, no, no, don't forget who you are. And don't forget whose you are. You are, you, you have a creator that loves you and that thinks of you very preciously. Why? Because he paid a high price on the cross for you and for me. And he is faithful to, to, to produce within us a, a, a growth that, that no longer do we have to just be jars of clay, but he is bit by bit doing a, a construction, doing, changing us from day to day. And he goes on to actually talk exactly about that. And so he goes down uh, to verse 16, and, and this goes to verse 16 to 18. So this again is 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16 to 18. And he says this, that is why we never give up. Kind of like what we just shared, a lot of that. This is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day, day by day by day by day. And he's saying this, like, although our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed day by day by day. So what he's talking to these believers, he's saying, look, don't forget that, that who you are is precious, for one. And, and that goes to you as well and to me. You are precious. You listen to this, watching this. Me right now speaking this. We are precious to our creator. And he loves us. Not only that, but he has given us a light when we surrender our lives to him. And that light is through the spirit of him. That he gives us his spirit. The same spirit that rose Christ from the dead. That the Bible says will dwell in you and produce a work in progress within you to change and chisel away the parts of us that are not of him. And sometimes he uses pain to do that. Sometimes he uses uncomfortability to do that. And just like when I go to a doctor's office and I hate doing this, you know, I hate needles and I always have to get them. I always have to get shots and I always have to get blood work. But just because it produces a pain doesn't mean it's not good. Doesn't mean that it won't produce a growth within me. And, and I also would be ignorant to think that maybe the work in progress in you is painful. Maybe you watching this or listening this, you know someone who's going through cancer or going through an illness that is, is going to take their life. And with that, the only thing I can say is that I break with you. That your brokenness is real. And not only that, but we have a creator that breaks with you as well. And he experienced that brokenness. And I'm not, I'm not trying to sugarcoat what you're going through. What you're going through is, is a process and it's something that you are going to walk through and you are walking through. And I'm not trying to give you an answer to it, but what I'm trying to do is produce a hope within you that this is not the end, that this life is not all that there is, even though it feels like that's all that there is. And Paul can relate with that. 
thousands of years ago. Everything that we go through now is nothing different. And Paul goes on to say this. He says, for our present troubles are, are small and they won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. Verse 18, so we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. I'm going to read that one more time. And no matter what we're going through, let this sink into our hearts. Just like at the very beginning of that poem, every moment matters. Though, though, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm heavy over things I can't change. Remind me that it will all be okay. I'm going to read that one more time. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 17 to 18. For our present troubles are very small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. My hope for you, no matter what you're going through, is that we, we see, you know what, God, I am a work in progress. I have flaws and, and, and quirks that I do not like. There are flaws and quirks within people around me that I do not like, but, 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 but. I am not going to focus on that. Instead, I'm going to focus on the fact that you are faithfully day by day renewing us and you will not give up on us even when we give up on ourselves. And that even though right now, I don't know, I may not know where you're at, God. I don't know what you're doing within me. I don't know the end goal of this. What I can rest is that every moment matters. And that you are you are someone that pursues after us and you will not give us give up on us. You are not someone who will abandon the local construction that you are doing within our hearts and within our lives. And so I want to encourage you, lean into it. Work with him. Whatever he's doing, whatever, whatever growth that he wants to do or something he wants to expose within the darkest parts of our hearts, let us work with him, not against him. Let us not look at him as the enemy or look at people around us as the enemies or even sometimes look at ourselves and what we've done as the enemies. But help us say, you know what, God, right now I'm going to focus on you and say, you know what, you died a death to conquer the enemy once and for all. And even though right now, like a snake that had his, had his head cut off and, and that snake will still jump around and I still feel the weights of my brokenness and sin. But God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rest knowing that you are producing a work within me and I'm going to partner with you through, through getting to know you through the word and through prayer and putting myself around people that will support me and help me grow and help me think pure thoughts and, and, and help encourage me to in the private times say, you know what, God, produce a, a, a pure heart within me. And, and that what if we would partner with the local construction and the work in progress that God is doing in our lives? Let's pray. Lord God, just thank you for who you are. Lord, thank you that I don't have to have the words to try to understand what I'm going through. God, thank you that I don't have to have the solution to what I'm going through for, for, for there to be a solution and for there to be a hope and for, them to be, for there to be a light Lord, thank you. Thank you that you don't abandon us, even though sometimes we feel abandoned, God. God, I can look back at my life, and even now, right here, right now, God, you are faithful. 
what Paul is talking about is so true. That how much of my life has been wasted focusing on things I can't change. But what I can change is this heart. And I can't change it on my own, but God, I can change it when I surrender it to you. Like David did, saying, God, create in me a pure heart that no matter what, what, what local construction is going on in my heart and my life and my community and my, and, and my family, no matter what painful process that we're going through, no matter the chaos or the, or the confusion, no matter anything, God, we know and I know, God, that you are faithful. And that you, you do not up, you don't dig something up just for the fun of it, but you dig something up in order for there to be something better in this place. And God, I, I ask personally right here, God, do something within me. Continue to do something within me. God, I don't want to be who I was yesterday, <laughs> who Facebook remembers me as. <laughs> I don't want to be that, God. I don't want to be that. And, and for the people that are listening right now, Lord, I know they don't want to be who they were yesterday as well. God, make us more to look like you and less like our pain and our hopelessness and our selfishness and our chaos, God. Help us look more like the color that you are than our chaos. Beyond cliche and beyond the fact that this podcast is called Color and Chaos, but God, you truly are so beautiful. You are so beautiful. It's so crazy, God. We can look at you on the cross. And what what I used to, I used to look at you on the cross and, and just see it, just ugliness and the fact that you were you were just torn to shreds for me. But now I look at the cross, I see it as beautiful because I see that that there is something so much bigger in what you've done than than what it looks like. And just like that, Lord, there is so much a bigger picture to our to our pain than what it looks like, God. So, Lord, we want to surrender this to you. Produce a conversation within our hearts towards you. God, if, if there's someone listening or watching this right now that doesn't know you, Lord, you are faithful and you're pursuing after them just like you pursue after me every single day. So, Lord, thank you for who you are. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. All right, works in progress. Get your hard hats on. I don't know what's going to go on through this day, through this week, through this month, but... We can, we can lift up our hands and say, you know what? You, you are producing the work within me, God, and I want to work with you. So God bless you no matter where you're at. Thank you so much for partaking in this. If this has blessed you again, share this. Don't let this end with you. Let this be a conversation that goes far beyond anything that I can do here in this room and that, that you can do with where you're at as well. So God bless you. You have a great day. I'll talk to you later. See ya. Bye.